You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Patriots fans and Jets fans. It is time to cross the streams. That's right. It is crossover time here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Mike DeBade, host of the Locked On Patriots Podcast. And joining me is John Butchko, host of the Locked On Jets Podcast. John, it's always an honor to share the microphone with you. I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination to say that neither of these teams are where we thought they'd be at this time of year. A lot of people predicted the Patriots would be in the cellar of the AFC East, but definitely not a four-win team. And a lot of people expected the Jets to be right there in the thick of things for a division title. Hasn't quite gone that way, but still an exciting crossover on tap today. Yeah, Mike, it's great to be with you as always. And, uh, as I've told you and as I've told uh, Jets fans from Locked On Jets this week, I was doing a little bit of traveling. I was in San Diego over over the holiday, and I just got back to the East Coast. I, I couldn't help but think the, uh, uh, back to August when we did a AFC East preview show with Joe from Locked On Bills and Kyle from Locked On Dolphins. That was mm-hmm. right before I was traveling to Europe, and I can't help but compare the optimism we felt about these teams then versus the way things have played out. Uh, yeah. Disappointing seasons, I think, for both teams i think both fan bases were looking to week 18 at the start of the year thinking you know maybe this game would have a lot of meaning for both teams and obviously it's not quite played out that way yeah it definitely hasn't played out that way without any question i believe i said that the biggest misconception about the patriots was that they were a five-win team well at best they will be a five-win team and i know jets fans are a little upset about the expectations falling short unfortunately a lot of that was due to injury and really it was due to injury for the patriots as well so folks an exciting crossover today john and i always love doing these and we appreciate each and every one of you taking time out of your day to join us here on the lockdown crossovers but don't forget today's crossover thursday episode is brought to you by prize picks the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use the code, all lowercase, NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And, John, there are tons of big stories coming out of both of these camps. I really don't think there's a whole lot of mystery as to what the big story might be up here in Foxborough. But seeing that the Jets are the visiting team this weekend, I'll give you the opportunity to let all of our listeners know what's the big story in Jets camp in East Rutherford right now when it comes to gangrene? Uh, yeah, there are a lot of options. I mean, we could go with Aaron Rodgers' latest celebrity celebrity feud. Uh, <laughs> we could go with the release of Dalvin Cook this week. I think that was a signing that did not pan out at all. That was a signing I had high hopes for. And he asked for his release so he could sign with a playoff team. I, I just don't think there's much left in the tank with Dalvin Cook. He did not have a single play from scrimmage that went longer than 15 yards. I believe Brees Hall, had, on this, with the same offensive line, has had 27 such plays this season. So I don't think you can blame it on the supporting cast there. Uh, Zach Wilson's out of this game. Uh, he's been out the last couple of weeks. He suffered a concussion when the Jets lost to Miami a few weeks back. So it sounds like Trevor Simeon will be under center. I guess they all lead to the big storyline. And the Jets are just closing out a disappointing season. I think 
a lot of the fan base has just been waiting to get to the finish line so we can get to the offseason and maybe try and fix what's wrong with this team, maybe try it again in 2024. I think at the end of the day, that's the maybe that's the big storyline. It's just we're fin- we're finally getting to the end of this season. It's been the Jets have a lot of bad seasons. I don't know that this is worse than any of the others. I just think they're they each of them is different, and this one has been really unique in in its own way. As you mentioned, the injuries, the expectations, and in many ways, everything going downhill four plays into the season, but. Maybe you know, maybe that's not the right way to look at it because the Jets were actually three and three heading into the bye. They they were four and three at one point this season, and then a five game losing streak came and kind of you know took the team out of the playoff race. The offense has struggled all season long, and I think that it's just it's just been an exhausting year for the New York Jets. And I think that most of us are kind of just kind of happy to see this season end. Yeah, and I know about wanting to see the season end and having a fan base that's happy to see the season end. It certainly is the case in New England, a 4-12 and record, at best a 5-12 and record, perhaps a 4-13 and record for the Patriots finishing up this 2023 campaign is certainly not how anybody saw things coming this year. And obviously the big story is an ending, not just to the season, but could this be the end of Bill Belichick's 24-year tenure as head coach of the New England Patriots? Now, word has it that a conversation between Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft is scheduled to take place sometime next week after the season is over. We don't have particulars on that. Bill Belichick's not talking about it. He's been asked several times this week leading up to this matchup. You're thinking about the swan song. You're thinking about this being your final game. Yeah, Bill's not having any of it. He's basically telling everyone exactly what we expect to hear from him. I'm focused on the Jets. And I think there's some truth to that because Bill Belichick does compartmentalize his feelings better than anyone that I've ever covered in professional sports. And I can tell you that a lot of it is not an act. He really does have an ability to be able to put things aside for the good of his football team. Um, But for the New England Patriots, unfortunately, it's a harsh reality. Three times now in the last four years, the team has failed to qualify for the postseason. Their only postseason berth since the departure of Tom Brady ended in a disastrous blowout loss to the Buffalo Bills in 2021. So New England right now is looking at trying to return themselves to respectability, not just trying to return themselves to glory. And who is going to be the steward to lead them into that rebuild? Is it going to be Bill Belichick? Is he still the best option out there and still the best mind to lead them into this new era that the Patriots are trying to build? A lot of Patriots fans will tell you, no, the game has passed him by. He's not able to evaluate talent in the modern NFL. Then you have others, myself included, that still believe that there's a lot left in the tank for Bill Belichick and that this is a situation where the Patriots simply need to surround him with maybe a better coaching staff, maybe a little bit of help in the draft room. But he's still the guy to do it on the field because as bad as things have been this year, John, the team has failed to quit on Bill Belichick. They're still playing strong. They're saying all the right things. And they're really playing hard for this guy. And that leads me to believe that there is still a message that's getting across in that locker room. Unfortunately, the New England Patriots had not lost 12 games in a single season since 1992. That's two years before Robert Kraft bought the team. So if you're talking about whether or not the Krafts are frustrated with how things are going, that should give you a pretty good statistic to argue for Bill Belichick's removal. Uh, That's a stat that's definitely going to mark against him. So there are arguments to the pro of keeping Bill. There are arguments to the con of getting rid of him. 
ultimately it's all going to come to a head. But the one thing I will tell you is that they will be focused on the Jets this weekend. You know, Mike, I was looking at this before we, we started recording, and I of course I remembered this. It just needed to it just needed my memory refreshed. It, this is an amazing fact is that when Robert Kraft bought the Patriots, he inherited Bill Parcells as his head coach. Parcells, mm-hmm. of course, famously came to the Jets in nineteen ninety seven. Who did he hire? Pete Carroll. Now that didn't work out all that well in New England, but still Pete Carroll went on to have a long and successful career. And then of mm-hmm. course, after he was fired, Bill Belichick came from the Jets and, and went to New England. So in the in Robert Kraft's ownership, he's had three head coaches. He had Bill Parcells, Pete Carroll, and Bill Belichick, all three of whom, you know, you know, Carroll, I guess, might be a borderline, but all three of whom could very well end up in the Hall of Fame. So I feel yeah. like if you're a Patriots fan, you have to at least feel confident that your ownership is going to make a good call when it comes to the coaching staff because they've done nothing but make good calls ever since they bought the team. And this organization is one that is predicated on winning under Robert Kraft. Losing and losing regularly is not something New England Patriots fans are used to, and neither is the ownership group. So they're going to be highly motivated to not just make the sentimentally right decision, but the right decision for their business, for their operations, for their team. And we'll see whether or not that coincides with what the fan base wants, with what the players in the locker room want. Ultimately, it's going to be what Robert Kraft and the Patriots brain trust want moving forward. And that, to me, is the biggest story coming out of this one is will we be seeing Bill Belichick on the sideline in Foxborough wearing a Patriots hoodie or a cutoff or whatever sartorial choice he wants to use? We could be seeing it for the last time. And if that is indeed the case, um, it's been a hell of a ride up here in New England, certainly for myself and for all Patriots fans. I know Jets fans are not going to share that sentiment. Uh, They'd probably be glad to see the hoodie leave the AFC East. But uh, regardless, I think we can all agree that uh, it's been a memorable tenure here for Bill Belichick. But John, you and I both know that big stories are fun to talk about, and they will get the buzz surrounding this game. But there is still a game to be played. And folks, there are a lot of athletes that are playing in this game that are playing for a ton of pride. Some of these matchups are going to be interesting to watch. And John and I, in just a moment, are going to talk about some of those matchups. We're going to talk about the Patriots' offense going up against that Jets' secondary. We're going to talk about the Patriots' defense being able to contain the Jets' offense with the ability to be explosive. John and I continue crossing the streams here on Locked On Patriots and Locked On Jets crossover style when this episode of Locked On Crossover continues. We are a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. With the start of the new year comes a lot of the new year, new you resolutions. But what are some of the things you want to keep the same about yourself or your life in 2024? Around New Year's, we always get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Maybe you finally organized one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking supplements every morning and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Patriots fans, Jets fans, thank you so much for joining us here today on Crossover Thursday. It is Locked on Patriots, Locked on Jets, Mike DeBay, John Butchko, bringing you the final Crossover Thursday of the 2023 season. And John, even though these two teams already have their playoff fate sealed, very much looking forward to this matchup on Sunday because there's still a lot of pride to be played for here with the Jets players and the Patriots players. I know the Jets would love to ruin the Patriots' 15-game win streak against them. And really, I know they'd love to ruin Bill Belichick's potential swan song here in New England. That'd be a nice feather in the cap for Robert Sala and this Jets team to leave Foxborough knowing that they've not only done one level of damage to this franchise, but maybe even two. That being said, I know you're definitely going to keep a sharp eye on the action on the field. When you look at this game on Sunday, which of these matchups really intrigue you most of all uh, from an X's and O's standpoint? I look to the tight end position with New England, um, Hunter Henry going up against the Jets Mm -hmm. linebackers, Quincy Williams and CJ Mosley. Now, one of the reasons I say that is I've always been a big Hunter Henry fan going back to when he was drafted, you know, back when he was with the Chargers. But last week when the Jets played in Cleveland on Thursday night, uh, Amari Cooper was out. Elijah Moore suffered an injury. So Joe Flacco focused heavily on getting the ball to the tight end, David Njoku, which is something he had done prior to that game. And Njoku destroyed the Jets. And you could tell that the Mm. Browns really focused on getting Njoku matched up one-on-one against C.J. Mosley. Now, C.J. Mosley is an excellent player, in my opinion. He's having a Pro Bowl caliber season but he's not a great cover guy one-on-one. You know, he can he can play zone effectively. He's very good against the run, good at shedding blocks. He's kind of a quarterback of the defense, make sure guys get lined up correctly. This is weird area of weakness, though. He, he's not a great one-on-one cover guy. And I'm sure the Patriots' offensive coaching staff went to school on what the Browns did in that game. Jets have outstanding corners. It's tough to get open you know, on the outside against them or even in the slot against Michael Carter the second. But to the extent the Jets are vulnerable, you get the passing game. It tends to be in the middle of the field against tight ends. Quincy Williams is having a really good season in coverage. In fact, he's another guy who I think is having a Pro Bowl caliber year. And I wonder to what extent the Jets coaching staff might make adjustments to avoid Mosley getting those matchups one-on-one against Henry. Henry, make sure Quincy Williams gets the tougher matchups because that was one of the things that destroyed the game for the Jets last week in Cleveland. And let, let, me, let me turn the question to you. What matchup are, do you have your eye on most? We're very like-minded because the matchup that I'm going to be watching is whether or not Bailey Zappi can have any success against this Jets secondary, which may be the toughest secondary he's faced since taking the reins of this offense from Mac Jones. Look, Bailey has done a very good job of moving around the pocket, buying time, and making some chunk plays down the field. These are things that Mac Jones had difficulty with early on. Bailey is undaunted when it comes to taking shots down the field, moving the ball, and they've had some success doing so. And Bailey has been a very good steward to be able to lead them as such. But where he's had difficulty is when defenses start to put pressure and force him into holding the ball even a half second longer than he should be holding it. At that point, he has difficulty making his reads and he's forced into difficult situations. He's forced into errant throws. And as you saw on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, he's forced into making interceptions. Three first quarter interceptions is a hole that no defense really should be able to climb out of. 
I think it really speaks a lot to the Patriots' defensive effort that they were in that game as long as they were because of that. That should have been out of hand long beforehand, but Bailey is going to have his hands full this weekend because, again, the Jets have a solid secondary. Sauce Gardner is one of the best in the league. He continues to be. DJ Reed, I think, has been excellent. This unit, as you know, John, ranks fourth in the NFL in passing yards allowed per game with 176.9 and per play with 5.7. The Jets can get after the passer at times, too. It's not only the secondary. Bailey's going to have difficulty with that pressure because guys like Bryce Huff, Eight sacks, he's going to definitely be licking his chops trying to get after Bailey Zappi. Jermaine Johnson is coming on as of late as well. He's got six and a half. So the Patriots have to find a way to be able to contain that. Their pass protection has been awful when it comes to this offensive line, especially on the left side. Trent Brown did not practice on Wednesday due to an illness. We're not sure what his status is going to be for this weekend. That's really a mess that I think you're going to see a lot of information come out on after the season is over. But if that left side is not manned by at least Trent Brown, you're looking at guys like Antonio Maffi, Verdarian Lowe, good reserve options, but not starting options for this team. That Jets front seven is going to be licking its chops right now, trying to get after Bailey Zappi. I'm going to be interested to see what they can do, if anything, against a fearsome Jets defense. And I think the same is true on the other side of the field. Um, <laughs> it's been one of the stories of the season for the New York mm -hmm. Jets. The offensive line has been a mess, in part due to injury, but in part due to players not living up to expectations. I look to the left side of the offensive line. Mekhi Becton, finally on the field for the first time in three years, suffered back-to-back season-ending injuries in 2021 and 2022. You know, maybe it's because he's shaking off rust, but it has not been good this year. He's at the top of the league in sacks allowed, top of the league in penalties committed from the tackle position. At left guard, Lakin Tomlinson has, there, I don't think there's any other way to put it, been a, big, been a big disappointment as a big free agent signing a year ago. And the Jets have had to reshuffle their offensive line quite a bit. They have a rookie playing right tackle in Carter Warren. Right guard has been a revolving door. I mean, it may be a guy, Jake Hansen, who I don't even think was on the roster at the beginning of the year playing there. At center, you have a rookie, Joe Tipman. I would love to tell you Tipman's been rock solid this year. I think he's shown flashes. I think he's been thrown into a really tough situation. I'm not sure that there's any rookie center that would look great right now, but he's been up and down. I have hopes for Joe Tipman going forward. The offensive line, though, collectively has not been good. And going now, I don't, uh, with all due respect to the Patriots, I'm not sure they have a player as destructive as Miles Garrett, which Cleveland threw at the Jets, uh, and the Jets could not block Garrett all uh, all day. But they have quality players up front: Christian Barmore, uh, Josh Uche. Uh, you know, there, there are some good players out there who could give the Jets a lot of trouble up front. And I'm not a big Trevor Simeon fan. He's probably going to be your starting quarterback. But last week against Cleveland, I couldn't blame Simeon for what happened because. The Browns, I believe the number of one of the great things about Amazon Thursday night games is that they give you a lot of stats, a lot of advanced stats. I believe the number was it took the Browns an average of 1.76 from the snap to get pressure. And that's just not a situation that's conducive to making yeah. big plays in the passing game or making small plays in the passing game. The Jets don't get better blocking. It's going to be another long day and their offense is going to struggle much as they have all season. Yeah, I think both teams right now in a very similar spot when it comes to offensive lines that are struggling to protect a quarterback. And you're right. I think the Patriots front seven is looking at this matchup as one they can potentially get the better of because of the play of guys like Christian Barmore, who has been very good for the New England Patriots uh, pass rush. Uh, he leads the team in sacks right now. 
Dietrich Wise Jr. is another that really has come on lately on the edge. He really was a force in run defense earlier on this season. He's gotten much better against the pass in the past few weeks. And you're talking about a Patriots run defense that continues to be stingy, allowing just a hair over three yards per play. It's going to be interesting on Sunday, folks. And what are your matchups that you're going to be looking forward to? If you're viewing this on YouTube, definitely drop a comment in the section below, whether you're viewing us right now on Locked On Patriots or Locked On Jets. We'd love to hear your key matchups. But there are still ways each of these teams can walk out of Week 18, walk out of Gillette Stadium with a victory, holding your head up high walking into the next season john and i are going to tell you each of our respective teams keys to victory when this episode of locked on patriots and locked on jets crossover style continues here on the locked on podcast network your team every day locked on listeners when you're hiring for your small business you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team. They help you do it faster. And here's the best part, folks. They help you do it for free. Because LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that the small businesses are wearing so many hats right now, and they might not have the time or the resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, it's quick, and it's easy. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL, L O C K E D O N NFL, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked on listeners, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, Locked On Jets, crossover style. Mike DeBate, John Butchko crossing the streams as the New England Patriots and the New York Jets head for a Sunday afternoon showdown at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts, 1 p.m. kickoff. And, John, it's always been my honor, always been my pleasure to share the microphone with you on these crossovers. A little bittersweet that it is the last crossover here for the season. But at the same time, we also might be doing the last Patriots-Jets crossover that involves Bill Belichick as head coach of the New England Patriots. So there's a lot to unpack here. But Bottom line, I think we've done a decent job, I'd like to say. You've done a very good job of informing our listeners what some of the key matchups we'll be watching, what some of the big storylines are. But ultimately, our listeners want to know what it's going to take for each of these teams to earn victory. From a Jets standpoint, John, what is the key to victory for the New York Jets this weekend against the Patriots? Well, Mike, you're too humble. You gave an you gave an outstanding. You always give outstanding breakdowns on the key matchups and all things Patriots. Your show is one of my favorite listens, and I'm well, not a big you. Patriots fan, so let me get that <laughs> out of the way first. Um, for the Jets, I mean, this may Bye-bye. be simplistic, but I think a key is the defense needs to show up. I mean, I don't know what's happened to this defense the last three weeks. They played three straight bad games. Um, they, they lost 30 to nothing in Miami where, you know, they were put kind of put behind the eight ball by some early turnovers, uh, you know, an ill-advised fake punt, but really did not play very well, did not handle Jalen Waddle very well. One week later against Washington, they had a very good first half, but kind of collapsed in the second half and almost allowed the commanders to have a comeback win. Um, then last week against Cleveland, 
first half, they've put the team way behind. I mean, I don't know whether it's an intensity thing. I don't know whether it's late in the season and, you know, guys are looking to the off season. I, they have to play, they have to get back to the, the defense they were prior to three weeks ago. If they do that, then I think this will be a low scoring game. You know, I always, I've been saying a lockdown jets all season long. If you bet uh, pound the under, I believe the under for this game on our, from our friends on FanDuel is non- unfathomable 30.5 points. I still may take the under if the jets defense shows up. On the offensive side of the ball, I think for the Jets, um, this offense cannot function unless both Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson have big games. Um, it's been true all season long. If they have an off game, the offense, it's not so much that the offense struggles to put points on the boards, that the offense struggles to move the ball at all. And I think they need a third guy to step up. That's typically happened when the Jets have had the few, in the few instances, the Jets have had decent offensive games. I don't think the Jets can blow the Patriots out. I think that they're going to need to have a lot go right. And I think it'll be, you know, if they, if it's a close game, if it's a one score game, maybe the Jets finally pull one of these out against New England after, you know, very long, been a long time since the Jets beat the Patriots. Mm, it has been, folks. 15 matchups, and could it become 16? Well, we'll find out in just a couple of days. But bottom line, I think you make excellent points, John. Um, Brees Hall is going to be the key to the Jets trying to unseat the Patriots, trying to keep their defense off guard, off balance. Um, the Patriots have been excellent against the run. There's no question about it. This is a team that continues to lead the league in yards allowed per carry with 3.2, and they rank second in yards per game with 87.4. So you know they're going to be loading the box. You know they're going to be trying to take away what Brees Hall does well. But Brees Hall is not just a great runner on the ground. This is a kid that can get out and catch the football as well. Second on the team with 74 receptions. He's been the focal point of that offense. So now what the Patriots need to do is they need to devise a plan to be able to contain that. I think that's their key to victory. If they can keep an eye on Brees Hall at all times and keep that locked down, it makes things a little bit easier for that secondary to get in place and maybe take away some of Trevor Simeon's throwing lanes. Try to get your corners and your safeties involved with coverage. Try to take away his top weapons. And if that happens, New England gives themselves a puncher's chance to win any game. And I think they'll continue to be in that game if that's the type of game plan they come in with. Here's the caveat for New England, John. (laughs) They have not been able to protect the football. And if they're not protecting the football, the Jets are not only going to win this game, but they're going to have an easy time doing it because this team is so different. Their psyche is different. Their mannerisms are different. Their playing style is different when they're turning the ball over and other teams are capitalizing on it. First half turnovers have been a killer for the New England Patriots. Right now, they're second in the league, tied with the Washington Commanders, with having thrown 19 interceptions. Patriots do not want to add to that total. Um, Hopefully, Bailey Zappi comes in and is going to be able to take care of the football better than he did against the Bills. But the Pats are also at a minus 10 in turnover differential. That's the lowest they've been in quite some time under Bill Belichick. You know that right now that can't sit well with him, especially if we're looking at a potential final game for the hoodie in New England. That team is going to need to be much tighter. If they're playing sloppy football, things could get ugly very quickly, and you probably are going to hear it from this Gillette Stadium crowd. There's going to be a lot of emotion in this crowd. Those that are going to the game on Sunday, um, Patriots are going well. That could be a warm reception for the hometown team. But if things do not go well, it's going to get icy in Foxborough very quickly. Yeah, Mike, it'll be a very interesting game. You know, I speak with all sorts of Jets fans. I speak with 
optimistic Jets fans. I speak with, you know, realistic Jets fans. I speak with pessimistic Jets fans. The one funny thing is the pessimistic Jets fans are convinced that the Jets are finally going to end the streak against New England, beat Belichick in his last game, and the end result will be the Patriots will get a better draft pick and uh, pick their quarterback of the future who will torment the Jets for the next two decades. This is not my thought, but I can't, <laughs> I can't help but laugh when I hear that. That's like Jets fans are the best because that's what this is the stuff they think up. They always, some Jets fans will come up with like the scenario that like even when the Jets win, like it will torment them. So you, you got to love Jets fans. Yeah. Belichick somewhere sitting in his office right now thinking of the maniacal way to continue to torment a uh, fan base and a uh, organization that I know uh, there's no love loss on either side without any question. But, John, there definitely is a whole lot of respect and a whole lot of admiration between the two of us, between our two fan bases on Lockdown Jets and Lockdown Patriots. And once again, my friend, it is my honor to share the microphone with you today. Uh, folks, check him out. You can definitely check out Lockdown Jets wherever you get your podcasts, especially on YouTube. Download, subscribe to, follow. John is one of the best in the business. I certainly return the favor, and I mean it wholeheartedly. It's a listen I make every single day. Yeah, that's right, folks. I keep my friends close and my enemies closer. I'm always keeping my ear out to what's going on with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And John is the best in the business at keeping me updated. So check out his show. If you're a Jets fan, you want to check out what's going on behind enemy lines with the past, you can check me out each and every day on Locked On Patriots on YouTube. And, of course, like all shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. John, it's been a it's been a blast. It's been another great year. Not necessarily a great statistical and standing wise year, but definitely another great year here on Locked On Patriots and Locked On Jets with the network. I look forward to a number of crossovers with you in the future, my friend. Have a great day. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And folks, thank you. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to cross the streams with us here on Locked On Patriots and Locked On Jets. On behalf of John Butchko, I'm Mike Debate, telling you to stay safe. Stay well and be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you back here again on Lockdown Patriots and Lockdown Jets, respectively, on Friday.